we have what we call our six points of one, which is one team, one point of contact, one system, one platform, one process, one one experience to just try and make that multi-country, especially multi-country solution as, as seamless as possible. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Scott Smoller of We Connect. Scott, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, likewise, Gresh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you on. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Scott so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Scott is the CEO of WeConnect, the world's fastest growing privately owned global expansion and operations company. Scott has helped more than 1,000 multinational companies expand globally with incorporation, accounting, tax, and HR services. And prior to WeConnect, he held senior leadership positions at Tricor. And after 10 years of working in the accounting and payroll service industry, he set out to transform and innovate the industry. Scott has a passion for people and knows the success of his business depends on happy clients and happy employees. Scott, super excited to have you on again. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, I'm ready. Thanks, Gresh. Great introduction. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love everything that you talked about, you know, about happiness. And I think that's one of the keys that we we kind of should have individually, but I love how that seems to be, you know, embedded into your company and everything that you're doing. So I guess before we jumped into that, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. So I'm originally from Connecticut, but I've now been living in Japan the past 14 years. When I came to Japan, I stumbled into the back office compliance industry. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned in the intro, uh, what that meant was, at the time, uh, helping companies expand into the Japan market by taking care of their back office compliance, things like incorporation, accounting, payroll taxes, uh, so they could focus on growing their business. And um, over the course of about 10 years of my previous company, went from entry level, working my way up through to becoming chief operating officer of the business, overseeing all the service delivery and uh, internal operations. And uh, along the way, our Japan office was acquired twice by uh, and uh, joined a, a greater group company. And I had also the experience to interact at the group level uh, with, all, with other offices and doing uh, various group initiatives. And, um, you know, along the way, you just uh, start generating some pretty strong opinions about, you know, how to take the industry to the next level. And it got to the point where uh, myself, along with about 40 of my colleagues, just decided that the best way to do that would be to start our own company. And so uh, about uh, three, and a half, three plus years ago, we started WeConnect. Uh, and here we are today. Um, things have never been better. Business is doing great. Uh, couldn't be happy with the outcome. Nice. I absolutely appreciate that. And I think it's, you know, it speaks to the true entrepreneurial uh, spirit to be able to say, okay, we feel like we can create a better mousetrap, so to speak. So why don't we decide to do that? And you, it sounds like you've had a, a wealth of experience as well, too, you know, which the, you know, the merging of the companies you mentioned kind of working in different positions as well, too, that I imagine that probably help, helped, helped you to hit the ground running, you and your team. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a big fan. Um, I actually, along the way, I, I did try to start my own app uh, relating to online networking. You know, I just had a had this idea and uh, dabbled with that. And I learned a lot that uh, concept and reality, uh, there's a big gap between those two. And uh, so I think definitely what worked well for me and I would recommend to anyone is 
if you can first generate deep experience in a particular industry, especially one that you like, and really learn like what works, what doesn't work, you know, really prove your your ideas. Um, it's much easier to start a business after that in the same space. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you, you know, sharing that part, especially about the app as well, too, because I think so many times uh, we don't see the holistic aspect of success, that entire journey of the the wins and sometimes the less thin wins that we have that we go through. And I think all of that builds up into the experiences that you have. So it's like, you know, it's hard to kind of divorce the two. You want to have them both because it allows you to be set up for success. Absolutely. And I, even with all of these competencies and components for success going into starting WeConnect, once you know, I was in the driver's seat of my own business, I probably learned more in the past three years than I did in the first 10 years. And you're just thinking, wow, like if you didn't have that wealth of experience before going into this and just start from, again, that concept, just incredibly challenging. And I know people do it all the time and uh, my hat's off to them, but Definitely happy that I had that experience going and starting, uh, starting WeConnect. Yeah. I love how that has uh, kind of built a strong foundation for everything that you all are doing now. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more about WeConnect. Could you take us through how you serve your clients and how you're making that impact in that, uh, that ding in the universe? Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, at WeConnect, we make it as easy as possible uh, for companies to expand their business into any country in the world by handling all of that back office compliance. So let's say, for example, Goresh, you know, your business is booming in the U.S., you know, you're seeing some opportunities in some global markets. You're looking at Japan, you're looking at Germany, you know, maybe have some opportunities here and there, you know, to expand to those markets and maybe hire some staff or, you know, engage in some local contracts. Um, you're going to need some combination of incorporation, payroll, accounting, and tax services. And I imagine for you, if I told you, hey, you have to expand into Japan tomorrow, you know, that can sound a little scary, a little daunting. And so what we do is, you know, you would come to WeConnect. You know, we'd understand your situation. We'd uh, advise you on exactly the kind of compliance solution you need in each of those countries. And we'd handle that for you so that you can then go and just focus on uh, growing your business. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And 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 I think, you know, each of those aspects is, of course, important. But I, I imagine that advisement in, in having those conversations, because I think, you know, Einstein said, you know, you can see so much further by standing on the shoulders of giants. And I think so many times we forget that not only is it, you know, those aspects, but it's also it sounds like the experience and the breadth of knowledge that you all have, too, that I imagine are really, really integral to, to being successful. Uh, it's, it's so critical. And you know what? everyone's situation is, even if it's just the slightest bit difference, that does change, you know, the compliance solution that you need in a particular country. And every country has different regulation. And it's just, it's, it is really complicated. It's very challenging. So delivering this kind of solution is hard. Um, and that's where one of the big things that I felt very strongly about is if you're going to provide a consistent global solution, that that really needs to be built from the ground up and designed for global compliance, whereas a lot of the existing solutions are really more independent local firms kind of brought together. And they're really more focusing on the local on the local markets and they kind of do global stuff as a secondary focus. Um, but that, you know, would give you a very fragmented, you know, solution if you were to engage with that kind of provider. Yeah. And a, a fragmented experience, it sounds like as well, too. And I, and I can imagine, especially when you have, you know, clients that potentially want to kind of branch out into multiple markets, I imagine that it probably makes it, you know, a lot easier, a lot quicker to some degree, because you don't have to kind of start from zero each time that you're having those experiences, if you would, a more fragmented uh, experience. With us, we have what we call our six points of one, which is one team, one point of contact, and one system, one platform, one process, one, one experience to just try and make that multi-country, especially multi-country, a solution as, as seamless as possible. 
Nice. I absolutely love that. And I think so many times as, you know, providers or service providers, or even, you know, if we have a platform or product, we sometimes forget on excellence is a lot of times making it simple for the end user, for the client. So I love that six points because it it sounds like that simplicity, which allows at the end of the day, a lot of the clients to kind of work in their zone of genius, work on what they're doing so that they know that they're in good hands. That's right. Awesome. 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 So would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? It could be for the organization or the business or a combination of both, but do you think that six points is what kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? That that is. And that that going back into um, you know, it's like, well, why couldn't you have done this at your previous company or another company? But um, really, the strong belief that you need to you need to build this, design this solution from the ground up as one company, or everyone who joins that the 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 company is joining with the goal of creating this global solution. You know, everyone rowing in the same direction, all the processes designed around that, versus that being a secondary uh, thing you're trying to build on some separate existing infrastructure, and so. Um, that's, I would say, is our secret sauce and everything that goes into that fresh start and one company approach. And it's very hard to replicate because you can't, you can't rewind. And the only way to do that is to start over. And you know, most companies aren't going to do that. And especially you have more and more private equity-backed companies, and they're just trying to grow as quickly as possible, exit. And that's always going to involve acquisition, acquisition, acquisition. And that's just not how you ultimately get the most consistent global solution. Yeah. And, you know, one of the habits of highly effective people is, you know, kind of beginning with the end of mind. So to understand, you know, that you have that global first, it sounds like kind of philosophy of the way that you try to build everything. It allows you to to really, you know, start to drill down from there where, like you said, if you start to build it from more of a, I don't know if the right word is local, but not as global, maybe is a better way to say it. You have that opportunity to to kind of adapt and to grow a lot more because you had that as a strong um, pillar at the very beginning. That's right. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? There's a particular app or book, but I, I am a great admirer of Elon Musk. So I would definitely recommend um, listening to any of his interviews, but I think maybe the really important habit that comes from him that I also employ is the idea of first principles thinking, which basically means that approaching problems uh, by breaking it down to its fundamental principles and solving it from there versus relying on you know, preconceived assumptions or you know way things that, uh, that you know the way things are that are supposed to be. And so like one example would be like a Japanese accountant. If, if you need if you need accounting in Japan, you might think you need to hire a Japanese accountant, but you know with Japanese accountants, uh, the, the, there's a labor shortage. They don't speak English very well. Uh, they're more like tax minded, not really process and operations minded for like the monthly accounting and stuff like that. So there's a lot of challenges. But if you break it down to like, okay, what are the tasks that need to get done? You might find that only like 10% of those tasks actually involve a unique Japanese component. And so, for example, things we've done at WeConnect is, okay, well, if we can take that 90% and do that in Malaysia with a team that has you know deep excellence in global finance solutions from you know Intel's global finance service center. And uh, you know CPAs, great English, great international mindset, and then integrate them with you know maybe a support individual in Japan that can help with some of the language challenges or some of the local you know tax points. Um, that's just a more effective way of structuring things. But to do that, you have to first remove the assumption that I need a Japanese accountant, right? And so that's just one example of. And then, you know, I think people will find that in their day to day life that they're actually unconsciously making a lot of assumptions about the way things are supposed to be, and that's something that if you can break away from that can be very powerful. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you get that opportunity to kind of rewrite, you know, the script, whether we're talking about, like you mentioned, something on a day-to-day standpoint, you know, hiring an account or even your our, internally within our business as well, too. We have so many assumptions that we're not realizing. But I think if you can go through those exercises, it sounds like um, that's where that innovation comes from. So you start to realize that this isn't the way it always has to be, whether it's internally or in the industry or wherever you get to start to, to really, you know, trailblaze and make those uh, huge innovation. That's exactly right. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love that. And, and so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self, or you might even tell your favorite client. Yeah, so definitely, especially coming from a people business. But I think this relate, this applies to any businesses. Hiring, the, the approach to hiring is so critical. And I think that typically people go into hiring where Maybe they urgently need to fill a role and it's easy to like project onto people what you want them to be or kind of oversell them on the role just to get them in the door. When you're hiring someone is to be as brutally open and honest about the company, the culture, the vision, the role as possible. And your main thing you're looking for first is the person that after you lay that all on the table, the person says, oh my God, that's exactly what I want. And, um, you know, and then that's really the first major checkbox. And uh, one actually great example is you know, and it kind of applies also to first principles, but, you know, we were looking to hire this Japan support role for the accounting that I mentioned. This is, a, this is a real situation. And we're thinking that we need a Japanese accountant or someone with that kind of background to, to be in that support role. But we just need one maybe to support like 20 people. And we're, hi- we're, we're doing all these interviews for Japanese accountants and we explain the support role and they're all like, no, I'm not really that interested. I want to do the work myself. I'm not interested in being a support role. We go through like 10 people and they're all just like, you know, laying it all out. And it's like, they're like, no, nah, no. Nah. And, you know, a company, another company may have like tried to just sell someone on the role just to get them in the door because like, I just need this. But then we think about, we're like, well, do we really need an accountant? This is, you know, this isn't really, you know, working. And do we really need an accountant? Maybe, maybe this is really more of a communication role. So let's find someone that just is really good at bilingual communication, maybe some finance background, but it doesn't have to be an accountant. And then the next interview we did, we laid the exact same thing out and that person's like, oh my God, that's my job. And uh, they joined and it's, and it's been fantastic. So it's just having that patience to do the hiring in that way, uh, I think is critical. Yeah, I appreciate you so much in sharing that. I love how it kind of ties into the hack and what we talked about as well, too, is because I think a lot of times we have to rewire sometimes even how we communicate things that we're looking for and really understand, like, what are we hiring for? What is the solution we're trying to to provide? And I think once you start to look at things differently, not only does it help you to kind of get, you know, that solution or that person or whatever that might, you know, that might look like, but it also helps to to create a, a really impactful person in that position because they get that right fit. They understand exactly what they're able to do. And it, it hits the ground running. It sounds like all within the organization. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Scott, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, I think that let's say at a more smaller business, definitely setting a, a strong and inspiring vision for the company that people can get behind and that makes having the, the goal of the business to be growing in profit 10% year on year is not is not motivating or interesting. You know, you want to have a vision that's also kind of more long-term, someone that's going to be working towards for a long time, um, which probably has some many milestones along the way. Um, and then really just making sure that everyone's, you know, rowing in the same direction, being that glue to the business, um, making sure that, you know, all the key stakeholders, employees, customers, and, and shareholders are happy. Um, yeah, just, just really uh, ensuring alignment. 
Yeah, I, I love that uh, alignment piece and just understanding how all the parts kind of fit in. Truly appreciate that. Of course, appreciate your time even more creating some wins for us. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and team are working on. There's two quick things. I guess one is a, as an inspirational takeaway, maybe. It's just, I, I don't think there is, there's no blueprint that someone can follow to success. I think that the key is everyone, if they just do in every moment what they think is right and come constantly self-reflect, you'll ultimately get to some level of success. Um, and everyone's story is different. Then on a personal plug, obviously, if anyone's looking to expand overseas, yeah, their business uh, and needs compliance support, you know, weconnect.co uh, is our website and we're happy to support anybody. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well too, so that everybody can follow up with you. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Great, thanks a lot, Rush. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.